Welcome to another episode of the Dope Podcast, where we display other people's experience, their expertise, and enhance your knowledge. My name is Dean M. Chambers, your host, and I created this platform to help people combat, combat their fear of missing out on opportunities and also a central place for you to ask your questions so they can get answered and also a place where like-minded individuals come to get inspired so today's topic of discussion is nfts and crypto uh nft i just heard about it recently this year um through instagram through gary v and when he spoke about it i had no clue what he was talking about and months later NFT is becoming one of the, the hottest topics out there. So I brought two guests on today to speak about NFTs and crypto, just to give people an idea of what both are, how to get into it, and what they should uh, avoid when getting into this new, this new space that we're, we're, we're coming into, right? So I'm going to start off with letting people know, based off of the definition that I found for NFTs and crypto, and you guys ju- jump in and let me know if there's anything else to add to it. But it's uh, NFT, so also known as non-fungible token and represents an online marketplace where digital collectibles and creation are bought and sold. Uh, data that is stored and accounted for in a digital, digital ledger. And that data represents something specific. And an NFT can be either a piece of art, music, album, and other types of digital files. What is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that is secured by cryptography, which makes it nearly impossible to counterfeit or or double spend. To me, that's kind of crazy, the fact that um, cryptocurrency is coming into a space of where paper money used to rule the world, and now things are changing. So um justin i'm gonna start with you just uh talk about cryptocurrency as when you got into it what was the reason behind what were your reasons behind getting into cryptocurrency uh thank you dean again for having me on this uh, podcast and sharing you know the uh, the countless amount of years and experience that i've had in cryptocurrency um and just the blockchain space appreciate you again um so (laughs) crazy uh this is actually going dated back to 2016 uh as soon as i um graduated from high school one of my friends was actually you know um he was back in my business class i can't even really remember his name it was just a guy that you just walk you know um walk into in your journey and like he was just like an interesting guy he's more of like a coder type um you know one of those guys that were just always just always on this computer and uh at first he was actually really into like dark web surfing and different things like that he was into like virtual private networks and all this ip stuff i just didn't understand at the time and um he was at school he's in the library he was actually on the the dark web and um you know he actually said he was dealing with this uh this this uh cryptocurrency and i never never knew it at the time um again at 2016 early 2016 it wasn't worth too much about a couple things couple hundred dollars a couple dozen dollars i can't even remember what it was um but nonetheless it was not really on the scene just yet um as mainstream as we are now and he was you know surfing and just using his coin to to buy items and different things like that mystery boxes it was really crazy stuff he's doing this at a very young age but i didn't that was my first introduction into cryptocurrency it was for 
Um, it was this guy that was into dark web um, surfing and buying things and doing different things uh, for that. So that was my first um, that was my first encounter. And oh yeah, his name is Brandon Crooks. That's what it, that's, that's that was his name. And um, uh, he um, well, as soon as I graduated, I then got into a network marketing company um, that taught forex. And then um, as as the year in 2017 went on, just as soon as I graduated. As soon as the year was going on, we just kept on hearing about this Bitcoin thing even more. My, my attention was starting to raise even more. Then Ethereum came onto the scene. And then, you know, I was still kind of like, what is this? Like, how can we get in, get into it? And then, you know, what I, I there was this one price uh, update. I believe it was April. I actually remember checking on Coinbase. If you go on Coinbase right now, you can actually go see the charts as far back as as uh, the inception of Coinbase, which is way back in 2017, the price had dropped down to 12 cents, right? Into April of 2017. And then immediately shot up to about $3,000, literally within 24, um, 24 hours. You guys, you guys can actually go on, on uh, Coinbase right now, type on all. So for anybody that's listening, go on all, and then uh, like go to the all time chart and then go, you could, uh, move your mouse or your 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 uh, your chart all the way to the time frame of 2017. It was around April something, and then it actually dipped as low as 12 cents. As low, I, me- I remember seeing this low as 12 cents, and it shot up thousands of dollars. And I, and that right there was my first like I didn't know it at the time, but that was market manipulation. I actually didn't know it at the time, but when that had occurred. I'm like, now I got to get into this. And I shouldn't have got into it when it was so high, when it got high at that point. But I said, you know, this is something that I, I definitely just want to dive into. So my first introduction was becoming an ICO investor. I invested into a couple of coins like Gollum, Electronium, EOS. Uh, uh, these are a lot of the ones that you can find on the coin market cap still. Some of them like Gollum are not even top 100 anymore. Um, but I started off as a pre-ICO investor. And I, I want, uh, you know, for Andre, I want to, sorry, his name's Andre, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Andre, Andre. I, yeah, that, that's kind of like my introduction to cryptocurrency. Um, that's where it started. That's that's where it started. It was just a pre-ICO investor. And then um, that's because kind of how I was introduced. So my guy that was doing dark web um, surfing. And then, you know, when I just seen, you know, this whole hype, you know, uh, you know, Bitcoin, I just got in as a pre-ICO investor at first. But then I'll get into I'll get into, you know, the the origins and the reasons why Bitcoin and all these things are around today. Um, and as you guys probably know, probably Andre knows the the people that created the hash function, the SHA two fifty six hash function, was the NSA. And I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory on guys, but it's it's a lot of information that um, I had to really talk to some really 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 you know crazy people in the space of both. So I'll share that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my introduction here. Great, great. And Andre, so I know you recently got into the crypto market, even the NFT market. Uh, can you share your experience so far as to what you have learned um, as you dived into this this new space that we're in? Um, for sure. Um, definitely not haven't been in the space as long as Justin has he's been around for a while he's doing um you know you're getting things before they launch so <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do right now yeah. but um yeah it's, it's more been more so recently 
within the last, um, let's say last year was. Um, I've always been interested in the traditional stock markets, but just been doing my research when it comes to crypto and understanding that we're still very, very early when it comes to adoption. Um, less than 1% of the world really is into crypto. So this was just, it doesn't really remind me of when the internet started. I was a, a very, I was younger, but just doing my own research, I understand that we're still very, very early. So adopting the crypto right now is a very smart thing to do. Um, and then just a lot of the technology behind all the blockchain companies, I understand that that's the way we're going towards the future when it comes to the NFTs, when it comes to DeFi, DeFi especially. Is just, I personally believe it's going to replace the banks because the gains you get are it's you can't it's you know you can't match it it's, it's just totally different so um the crypto space is still very new but at the same time it's something that everybody needs to get into because it's going to change things moving forward a lot of the major companies are now on the blockchain they're buying crypto they're holding crypto on their balance sheets because they know that you know bitcoin ethereum cardano for example a lot of them are going to be great hedges against inflation which is happening right now so um yeah that's pretty much my experience but i'm still pretty new into it but i'm learning a lot every day and um it's just there's so much information it's vastly changing and the adoption is growing um a lot more companies are getting into it a lot of different things are happening sports and entertainment so as the adoption grows you'll see that the price of these coins go up because the um on-chain metrics are just a lot more people are using them for a lot more things so yeah that's I, I my find, experience i find that with Crypto coming into the space, as you mentioned, DeFi, so decentralization of, of money. Um, they keep, I, I keep hearing this like through videos and just people talking that this is one of the biggest transfers or the, the biggest transfers of wealth during this pandemic. And I, I feel like cryptocurrency is like that, what a lot of people are sleeping on. Like a lot of people are, they're, they're skeptical about it because they don't know about it, right? So I feel like the biggest transfer of wealth is going to happen through cryptocurrency and it's going to happen right before people's eyes. And by the time they get into this space, they're, they're going to miss out on that opportunity, which leads to FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. So it's great that we're here to talk about this so that people can be more educated on this topic. And um, to jump into NFTs or to give people an idea, um, NFTs. So Justin introduced me to, or he showed me that um, music can be uh, an NFT. And through music, uh, Tory Lanez literally just uh, launched his album where you could purchase it for a dollar and then um, have access to that album. And somebody asked a question about um, how do you sell an NFT? And isn't that, they said, isn't that the, the code that Tory Lanez broke? for albums. So Justin, I'll let you speak to that since you have a, a vast knowledge on the NFT market. Yeah. So, um, so specifically on this Tory Lanez album, what I think about it, um, I, I have a lot, like a lot of people are saying, you know, it's not going to sell for much, you know, different things like that. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about everything, but what I, what one, one of my mentors told me, you know, he's like, um, you know, uh, it, everyone for one has an opinion. And those opinions are not facts. Like everyone, like everyone has an opinion about something, but don't misconstrue that for facts. It's literally just an opinion. So my personal opinion on the Tory Lanez album, it's I think it's I think it's honestly, it's ginormous. This is a ginormous opportunity for him and for people that got this. 
You purchased an NFT at $1. And now he has a primary marketplace right now on e-NFT. Um, and I'm going to let you guys know, as of right now, e-NFT, if you guys go on e-NFT.com, again, for the audience, right now there is no secondary marketplace for you to uh, purchase anywhere else but e-NFT. So, so for this NFT right now, there's already a scarcity, but then people need to ask, okay, but who's buying at these prices? As Because uh, there's over a million copies right now. But what people need to realize is that the dust needs to settle with this one album. No matter how you slice it, no matter how you want to put it, in the cosmos, in the ether, whatever you, how, in the universe, this is the first NFT album of all time. Think about that. Yep. Yep. This is the first NFT album of all time. Let's get very real, real with this situation right here. No other artist as big as Tory Lanez, who's an A-list celebrity right now, has done this. And this is not hype. This is just me looking at all the odds without any type of emotion to it. That's why I got several hundred. And at first, one of my guys called me the other day. He's like, yo, I can't even sell this for $2. I said, you're not, you're not, you're not seeing the bigger picture to this. You're not, you're, not see, you're not seeing it. And what you need to understand is this one art piece, Fidenza, that was bought, you know, uh, the first uh, when it was minted and created, it was uh, launched at $1,300. Three months later, it's $3.3 million. Again, with this one Tory Lanez album, guys, listeners that are uh, that are listening to this this is um this is a this is an album that has artwork attached to these songs again and this album will not get streamed anywhere else but this platform and the secondary marketplace in which it launches and e-nft is actually still in this beta testing if you can look on the top left corner and you look very closely it says beta it's not even complete yet so this has even matured as we as we may think just yet so people once so your question so i'm gonna, I'm gonna answer you right now um dean is how my mind works sometimes <laughs> to sell this nft you're gonna have to really wait until the secondary marketplace launches it's on the site you can see it you're gonna have to wait till the the um the secondary marketplace launches so it creates a floor price a floor price which would mean what would one nft be uh, yeah what, what would one um nft album be average that it could be one ethereum it could be uh 0. 0.50 eth but right now on this primary marketplace e-nft okay everyone is listing their prices at different prices you're going to see one for sixty thousand you're going to see one for a thousand you're going to see one for five thousand you're going to see one for five hundred every there is no floor price that has been created just yet with this and the APIs, um, I'm just gonna let me use that word. The 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 wallets that they connected to for e NFT external wallets was Polygon, and the Poly Network, um, and the Poly Network. I'm not, not even too sure if it was Polygon was just hacked. I'm not even too sure. I, I don't even. I haven't even looked into Polygon Matic just yet. Um, that's actually not even one of the projects I'm looking at, but one of the poly networks was just hacked for 350 million and they just got back their assets. I'm not too sure if you guys heard about that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, got it back because the uh, hacker wanted to teach them a lesson or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm not too yeah. sure if that was from the Polygon Matic I, or if it was Poly Network. I'm not I think sure it was the I think it was the Poly Network because the Polygon Matic is a layer two Ethereum um 
blockchain. Yes, yeah. So, so it's a different network. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that um, I I only use for when I store my NFTs is, is MetaMask, and I I would advise everyone to create a MetaMask wallet. Uh, it's like a fox. So for those who are, you know, for the audience that is, um, you know, getting into NFTs, definitely download um, MetaMask. Uh, it's like a fox on there. And then you can actually store your NFTs there. So as of right now, I'm just storing the uh, the albums that I have on the actual dashboard until they make their alpha, their alpha net. And they're they're ready to completely launch with the secondary, secondary marketplace. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I wanted to say about that. So question for you. Um, you mentioned wallet. So a lot of probably listeners right now are saying, what the hell is a wallet? So either of you guys, can you answer that? What is a wallet or what does it do? How do you set up a wallet too, right? If you want to go ahead, Andre, I can go after you. So there's, a, there's a few different types of wallets. Like there's a MetaMask, like what he was, uh, what Justin was saying before, there's a MetaMask wallet. Um, that's like your decentralized wallet where you can swap tokens with Uniswap or SundaySwap or any of those decentralized exchange exchanges. Um, then there's also centralized wallets like a Coinbase, KuCoin, Gate.io, uh, Crypto.com. There's so many now. Gate.io, Gate.io, Andre is actually a decentralized okay. Uh, exchange. Okay, it's so okay, so decentralized. Well, that's a that's a different one. So um, but yeah, so there's differences between centralized and decentralized um, wallets, but those are some of the examples. Um. On the centralized wallet, you just go on, buy your coins, uh, exchange your fiat for crypto, and then you just have your all your crypto in your decentralized wallet. You can some like a some uh, of the centralized wallets, you can take them off, which is what's recommended. Take it off to a, like a Ma- uh, MetaMask wallet or a hard ledger wallet, like a Nano Ledger. Um, so essentially, yeah, it's it's uh, a digital wallet to carry your money in. To have your crypto, yes, to store your crypto, yes. So you could either be digital on a computer or hard, um, hard yeah, ledger, a hard wallet, digital, yeah, a ledger. So almost like, it looks like a USB key. It is basically yes. Yeah. So and um, so, what's the purpose of having these wallets? Um, for one, uh, one is ownership, uh, especially for Ledger and MetaMask. Um, uh, one of my mentors uh, on Nigeria. A multi-billionaire uh, cryptocurrency investor said, "If you don't own your keys, you don't own the cheese." On the crypto, yeah, facts. Not your keys, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah, not your keys, not your coins. Same one. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you don't own the keys, you don't own the cheese. So technically, let's just say this, okay? If I had uh, over um a million dollars for one on Binance right now, um for one. I would need to ha- I would need to fill out a lengthy KYC process, and it's actually getting squeezed by the day. As we live here in Ontario, I'm not going to talk about how our government operates. It's not what we're here for. But let's just say everything is getting squeezed within the cryptocurrency marketplace here in Ontario, and then soon to be Canada. So Binance, you know, as, as of December 31st, you won't be able to use it. It'll be banned here in Ontario for those who live here. Um, so you guys know. But let's just say I had over a hundred thousand, sorry, a um, million dollars uh, of assets on Binance, and then um, let's just say Binance now gets compromised. Let's just say their backend, which we have before, but now Binance is one of the best cybersecurity uh, in terms of um, anti phishing. Uh, they actually have like a whole bunch of two-factor authenticators now. Like you can't do anything on Binance. 
Maybe uh chipped out there for a second. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you just cut out. Yeah, he was he's basically yeah. speaking to yeah, I know what he's saying. He's speaking to regulations in terms of mm. uh, just a lot of the crypto exchanges. Um the governments are clamping down on them because they understand that well they say you know a lot of people can be doing money laundering they really don't know who has what so they just want to regulate it and uh, clamp down on it and be able to uh, put more rules in place when it comes to the crypto wallets and the crypto exchanges sounds like canada <laughs> whether it's forex or it's crypto canada is always trying to just get a piece of the pie <laughs> yeah everything yeah. can you guys hear me now sorry yeah, yeah. can you guys yeah. hear me now yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I, exactly, Andre, and exactly, Dean. They're, they're, we are probably in the most very, very socialist. We're very socialist. Got to have their hands in everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Gotta their, gotta, we gotta, we gotta tax high and give the people this this average. You gotta give the people uh, what what they what they would need. You know, just 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 above what they need. You know. What that's I mean? it. That's it. Yeah, just keep them afloat. <laughs> and what what's funny just is above what they need. that what you guys brought up was so key. The fact that. Um, the decentralized and centralized. A lot of people don't even know what that means, right? So mm -hmm. if you guys could speak to that and also with the relations of purchasing um, on the one of the blockchains versus purchasing for like CoinSquare or Simple, because when I found out the difference, I was like, oh, I never knew that. And a lot of people yeah. are doing this thinking that they actually own. That they're, they're winning, yeah. Like, you don't, you know, for the listeners, you definitely, yes, you can purchase your crypto assets on a wealth simple on whatever it might be, but you don't own it. You're only getting the gains off of the run up of the coin. That's it. You, know, you don't own the coin. Like if you had it on a MetaMask wallet or on another exchange. Um, so there's a big difference. You want to, as you were saying before, not your keys, not your cheese, not your, not your um, keys, not your coins. Same thing. So you don't really want to be investing your crypto on, you don't want to be investing uh, with, Wealth simple to you know to buy a crypto. You'd really rather get on a decentralized exchange where you actually own it. Yeah. So just yes. what, yeah. what's the difference between decentralized and centralized? Okay, so if we actually just think about centralized right now, our whole society centralized. Um and our whole society has banking system, uh, everything, yes, yeah. Yeah, everything, everything. Our our media is centralized. Uh, a couple of corporations own our media, like everything that we see, our whole perception of reality can be diluted um because of we're only getting a certain message from a certain group so that's so centralized just means an entity controls everything um so if i go to my bank uh, for the uh, audience listening um if i go to a td okay and i i, I make a, a wire transfer or i make a email transfer or i deposit money that money gets deposited into my bank ledger and they can track that transaction and if I send that money out, they can track that transaction. Mm -hmm. If I spend that money, that money is now being shown on my bank ledger. You can see that transaction being done. So that is a centralized entity because they can track everything. They can do anything they want, anything. They could, like, you know, so a centralized entity is just an entity that is in control of whatever it may be. Um, and decentralized, it's just uh, the, the opposite of that is just something where the people are essentially in control of peer-to-peer -peer networks. You know, you're off, you're essentially not, you're off the grid. You're not in- No uh, middleman. There is no middleman. There no is middleman. no, 
I'm just trying to I'm just trying to talk in the most lamest terms that I can. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> if I was because I've been talking with my crypto guys for so long, the jargon can get so intense and no one out there will understand me. Like, what are you talking about? So I actually have to like yeah. talk like with real life terms and orate a certain way where you know people would understand. But yeah, so there is no middleman, guys. You're completely off the grid. And I have to ask you guys a question for those who are gonna be listening to this podcast. You know, we're, we're, we're trying so hard to integrate our society, um, you know, to a decentralized way of life. Again, Andre was talking about, you know, DeFi, which is, I, I, is actually one of my dues for crypto. you got to get inside a couple of DeFi protocols. With, like, yep. we're going to give we you some to. tips and tricks about that, but DeFi is going to change the game. But when, when I hear now people asking me, hey, how are you going to pay taxes on your crypto? I said, why would you go take a decentralized currency, a cryptocurrency, and then bring it back to the same people who you don't want in control of this of this money? Like, think about it. Doesn't like, make sense. Why would I allow somebody to, to tax my Bitcoin? It's a decentralized currency. That is just like, it's just so contradictory. I, I, I can't even really wrap my head around the idea of paying the government tax money from my cryptocurrency, which is off the grid. Like, you see how they're trying to, they're trying to do this game. So, you know, decentralized, again, guys, is just you being off the grid. There is no centralized control. Again, there's no entity that's controlling your money. Um, it's completely yours. Centralized is, you know, an entity or anything that controls the money and can track that and different things like that. So that, that's just the difference. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'll also speak to just, you know, centralization and decentralization. I'll speak into a... Uh, Dean a couple of days ago, just in terms of decentralized social media, that's going to come um, because we're already seeing that Facebook, Instagram, all the social media sites that we use now every day are all centralized and very, very much so um, scrutinized. And you can, we can't, they're not free. You can't really say what you want. Once there, a lot of social media tokens are going to be coming out and there's going to be a lot of decentralized um, social media where you're able to say what you want, put up what you want play what you want, uh, post anything you want. So as I was telling Dean before too, you know, the future is going to be decentralized. It's not, people want to be able to do what they want autonomously and uh, with no repercussions and uh, with nobody in their pocket per se. So that's definitely coming. Most definitely. And also it brings me to my next question for both of you guys. People that want to get into this space, whether it be crypto or NFT, what would you recommend the steps be to get involved in this new era that we're in right now? Either one can answer. Educate yourself. Sorry, say that again. I'm I'm sorry, you kind of tripped Uh, out. What what advice would you offer to somebody that wants to get into the space of whether it be NFTs or cryptocurrency in getting (laughs) Stop following these psyops and their decisions. Stop following (laughs) Elon Musk. Stop following like the Mark Cubans. Stop following... Like, stop following these billionaires that you think are here to help you. They're, they, like, they don't give a damn if you live or die. And, like, it sucks that it's the truth. And this is why people don't really like my opinion because I'm so truthful. And, like, the truth can obviously hurt. But, like, Elon Musk doesn't give a shit about you. Mark Cuban doesn't give a shit about you. They're not, their opinions on this crypto game are not in your best interest. Like, guys, if, 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 if um, Elon Musk really you know, was for you, then why don't you just tell him why, why didn't we sign a petition and why wouldn't he pass it for like, hey, how about you just accept Dogecoin for your cars? You know what I'm saying? How about you just accept Dogecoin for your Teslas? Of course he wouldn't do that because he knows 
There's nothing. Those There's nothing work. behind those scores. Exactly. It's not that. <laughs> like, doesn't make sense. He would never take like, them. So he would he, never do that. He just probably and, has. A, he's probably a Dogecoin whale, so he understands that. Hey, if I can move yeah. the market with some of my tweets, I'm going to. It's going to shoot up a certain amount of points. I'm going to take it out. It's going to drop down. It's just a game they're playing to line correct. their pockets. And, yes, and correct and correct. So he can actually keep buying in the back end Ethereum. Yep. the real Bitcoin, coins exactly. <laughs> exactly. so Very it's true. just the it's just the biggest stop like my biggest advice would be stop listening to these psyops find people in your in your community who are really knowledgeable and educated about this that would be my first thing is just find a decent mentor uh i'd say even go on youtube look at guys like bitboy i think he's one of the better real ones on youtube yeah i watch uh, yeah, bitboy bitboy is good yeah <laughs> Yeah, Bitboy's Bitboy's. He actually even tells you when to take profit. I think he's one of the better crypto mentors in the entire space in terms of like yeah. guys who are just talking that truth. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other guys like Anthony Papiano. You got Michael Saylor. A whole bunch of different guys. All these guys always sometimes have contradictory, contradictory statements. So I try to say just try and find people who you know in the physical that can educate you about this, and and seek proper proper mentors that. Um, can give you in-depth knowledge. That would be my first tip. What about yourself, Andre? Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, it's more so about just education. Don't, it's just like the stock market, you know, you're going to start with what you're willing to lose and just educate yourself. Don't just listen to other people. Really take the time, sit down a couple hours a week and educate yourself before you, um, you know, really go knee deep. But I would say uh, don't wait too long, even though the crypto market is still pretty much in its infancy. It does, it's not going to be like this forever. A lot of the assets are going to be unattainable for a lot of people in the short future. So don't wait too long. If you have to dollar cost average in, dollar cost average in, but just get in the space somehow. Because as Dean was saying, this is going to be, crypto is going to be the huge wealth transfer and it's happening right in front of our eyes. And it's happening because a lot of people are ignorant to new technologies and not wanting to change. So don't, you know, don't let it pass you by. Uh, educate yourself first before you step in. Yep. Also, uh, a question somebody asked. Uh, it's one of those questions I don't like, but I'm going to still ask it anyways. Uh, somebody said Ethereum and Bitcoin. What are some other suggestions of coins to get into? Um, I'll, just, I'll just say two. I'll just say two others right now. There's a lot. There's over, there's like 100 coins, 100 new coins a day. There's like over 11,000 coins, I think, on coins. I want to touch up on that before you go on, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> 95% of the market is not real. That's, exactly. that's all I got to say. Exactly. 95% of coins are not real. They're shit coins. They're trash. They're not backed by anything. They're, they've been created to take your money and then just rug pull, and there you go. Like, you're left holding yeah. your bag. Nothing's going to no, happen. Guys, guys, there was... There was, there was we're now at 10,000 coins, right? In the if you go on coin market cap, for those who are listening, coin market cap is kind of like the NASDAQ of cryptocurrency. Yep. You'll be able to see all the coins, all the prices, all the market caps, different things like that, 24 hour volume, all that crazy stuff. Okay. You look at the top left corner, you'll see how much cryptocurrencies there are um, in the in the space. So it's roughly around like 11,000, I think, right now. Okay. So now let's check this out. 2017, uh, 2017, we looked, it was about half of that, okay? Half of that, of that 10,000, that's how much there was in 2017. More than half are no longer even in existence anymore. More like, like you can't, you don't even hear about them. Over 90% have, like from 2017 are not here today. 
are not over 90% of that 5,000 are not here today. And they're creating more, obviously, as, as we go along. But guys, the, the market is a whole bunch of bogus, um, a whole bunch of like, if you really understand, if you're really in the know, you know that crypto, like, there's only a select few. But go ahead. Yeah, that's it. There's a few. I'd say, um, so the question was, aside from Bitcoin and Ethereum, what other coins um, would you be interested in? And it's all about the use case and what they do and what they're going to do. Um, right now, I would say a big one would be ADA, which is Cardano. Um, and then another one for me personally, I'm not a financial advisor, but another one definitely for me would probably be Polygon because um, uh, as Ethereum moves, Polygon moves. Polygon is a layer two solution, solution under Ethereum. So when Ethereum gets crazy, uh, over congested, people move on to the Polygon uh, um, blockchain and do the same so thing. What's the current price so, of Polygon? What's the current price? It's like a dollar. That's like two bucks right now, I think. Um, yeah. So it's still pretty, still pretty early. Um, and uh, those are the two I would say right now. There's so much more, and for many other reasons, but those are two that I would say. And and uh, another one I'll throw in there would be VeChain because VeChain is still pretty has a great use case and it's around 17 cents right now. Um, do your research on all of those ones that I just said, but yeah. Uh, yeah, for myself, um, for myself, I'm not, again, I'm not a financial advisor, perfect statement, um, but uh, I actually, and I, I also, this is not invested interest. Um, I just connected with this individual via LinkedIn. He's a great individual. And I really do believe in what he's building. Gavin Wood, CEO of Polkadot. Polkadot is going to be a very big player in this space within the next three to five years. Um, and they're not just one project. They have, they have a lot of infrastructures built now with these NFT marketplaces that we actually know of today. One being Bondly um, and a few others. They're also creating something called Pokedex, which is like a fully, um, a fully yeah, like a fully like capable and very good uh, UI, UX, sorry, user interface uh, decentralized exchange. Uh, cool. And they have Polka City, Polka Ventures, and those are all, they, those are all different things that they're that that one Polkadot network is 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 uh, solving. Um, Polkadot is one of my, one of my, um, one of my big, one of my big top, uh, which it's one of my bigs in my portfolios right now. So, um, Polkadot is definitely that, um, that coin. And then my second one would be, my second one would be either Solana, um, because their transactions per section, uh, per, sec, uh, per second is actually faster than Cardano and Ethereum. No one actually knows that. Um, and they actually just reached an all-time high, which I wouldn't invest. I wouldn't advise getting into it now. Just wait for a retracement. But Solana is a, is another uh, uh, PPoS proof of stake network, which is really really good. Um, and then um, Solana and uh, Chainlink. Yeah, that would be my okay. My, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, Solana is a great blockchain. I'm um, doing amazing things right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I do have that. It's been running crazy for the last like month and a half. It's nuts right now. Question for you guys. You guys mentioned not backed by anything or use case. For yeah. those that don't know, what is what do you mean by use case when, when it comes to a cryptocurrency or it's not backed by anything? So for example, Ethereum has so like right now in the crypto 
asset space. Ethereum is the giant when it comes to the use case, I would say. Um, a lot, everything's new. Well, a lot of things that we know of are being built on the Ethereum blockchain. A lot of the DeFi protocols, the main ones, uh, a lot of the main NFT sites. Um, and they've also introduced uh, their hard fork, which is a burning mechanism every single time a transaction happens. So it's right now it's super deflationary. So there's a lot of things happening on their blockchain, which makes their system, their company, their business just flourish. And it's still just kind of starting. Um, for example, Bitcoin doesn't really have much use case. It's just a store of value more so. Uh, they, I do read things about Bitcoin every so often that they are trying to do a lot more. But as of right now, that's pretty much what they do. Uh, Solana kind of does the same thing. Sorry, Solana does kind of the same thing as um, Ethereum with faster transactions as Justin was saying and um, so does Cardano um, when it, they're, they're also coming with dapses which are decentralized apps uh, their own decks NFT market spaces uh, same thing but um, they basically have the use they're not just a token or coin they have a business behind it uh, for example we're talking about Dogecoin it's just a coin there is an infinite amount so eventually it's going to zero like it, it doesn't there's no business behind it yeah interesting another question i had is um are you guys in trading these coins or do you invest in these coins auto auto uh i auto, i yeah, do <laughs> i do i do um non-leverage trading on um on uh, uh on exodus i actually just swap actually now i'm in the in the because i have trade i have trading knowledge so, uh, like, I don't trade on Binance uh, or any of those for many reasons. Uh, and I don't think, um, I don't, I, I definitely will, you know, anybody that has questions, I'll definitely, you know, um, answer those people, like, personally in the near future. Um, but I, I usually now just, like, you know, if, if I'm in a coin, I usually just swap it into USDC or USDT. Um, and that's just non-leverage trading. And I also leverage trade on MetaTrader 4, which is not technically trading cryptos, but you're trading the price, which is like for Forex. And that's a different conversation. But um, yeah, so I, I do those type of trading. But at, for the main, for the main um, purpose, I do hold. I do just hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hold and then swap out whenever. Uh, my, I never, again, for when you guys invest, try and never get your emotions ahead of you. Uh, the best traders in the world, the best investors in the world have a lot of emotional discipline. It has nothing to do with when you get inside a coin. Uh, actually does. Uh, you don't, obviously don't want to get in high, but you got to be able to maintain those emotions. When you see your money get high, take some profit, right? You never go broke taking profit. I think that's one of the biggest um, uh, pieces of advice I'll give. Um, just know when to swap half of your portfolio into a stable coin to then come back in. Crypto's a waiting game that's going to be here for a very long time. You got to know when to play these market cycles to your best benefit. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I do hold, but that's kind of like in the back end. I do some um, a, a non-leverage trading on Exodus wallet. Um, for those who, who don't know, that's another um, decentralized wallet. Um, but I, th- I think they're one of the better user interfaces. And then um, we've got... Um, uh, uh, leverage trading on MetaTrader 4, but that's more for Forex, and I'm just trading the price, the price of fluctuations. 
Price fluctuations on Forex or for the MetaTrader are crazy. Like the the gap between the buy and sell is huge. <laughs> but that, yeah, that it, it like is sometimes faster than yeah. Forex does. So you got to be careful with that one too. Um, also, um, a lot of people think that this is kind of like a place where you can just do transactions at no cost. But what are some of the fees that people should be aware of when either buying and selling crypto <laughs> or even... Um, as for me, for instance, I try to create my own NFT. And then when I got finished, they told me there's, there's gas fees. And I was like, what the hell is gas fees? Like, <laughs> I was like this is digital. Like, why am I paying gas fees to, 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 to turn this into uh, an NFT for me to, to put on the market? So what are some fees that are associated when buying and selling crypto or even trading it? Well, the gas fees are involved on the Ethereum network. When so, for for example, you are trying to mint an NFT on OpenSea. Uh, basically, that's your fee to get it done um, on the Ethereum network. Somebody's going to complete that transaction, depending on how busy, how slow the network is. Fees go up and down based on uh, the load. So, uh, on the Ethereum network, they're called GWEI, G W E I, I think. And um, that's basically the fee you pay depending on how busy the blockchain is to get your transaction done. And sometimes it's cheaper, sometimes it's expensive. Like sometimes it can be more expensive than what you're trying to do. <laughs> and also why it's, you know, why there's, you know, gas, uh, Andre touched, touched up on it. What people don't know is um, Ethereum lets off a lot of computing power and carbon emissions. Um, it's actually, uh, it's actually I'm not going to say a lot of you. I'm not going to sit here and say Ethereum is good for our environment because it's actually not. No, yeah. um, uh, we, the, the, the higher the gas fees, that means like the higher um, the mining computing power, let's just say, for those who are trying to understand, um, at that time was. So, yeah, let's just say, like, let's just say at that time, the process, the, uh, how should, I, how should I say this, Andre? Um, in the most simplest way possible. For those, for so at certain times, you can have gas fees that are legit upwards of like 70, 100, even thousands of dollars at a time. But then sometimes you get one, uh, a trade going for like $4, right? Yep. It literally yep. depends on the time of day. Um, and you, again, how slow or fast the network is, um, yep. market fluctuations, a whole bunch of different things. How much people are actually computing and processing Ethereum orders? It's a whole bunch, a whole bunch of variables. But um, when you pay higher gas fees, let's just say the mining or slash computing um, for that Ethereum transaction, it, it's it's if, if it's higher, that means it's um, takes more power. Yeah. yeah, it takes more power to just like yeah, create that transaction type thing. And again, for those who are also listening, if you uh, want to track your transactions on EtherScan, let's say, um, sorry, uh, sorry, not on Ethereum. Um, if you want to track a transaction that you sent in Ethereum to somebody, you can track that on EtherScan, um, which is like it gives, it gives you the transaction times, it gives you all the confirmations and different things like that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that would be that on, okay. um, coin market cap is that the site for the um, the tr track the transactions? No, uh, um, coin market cap um, only tr tells you the metrics in terms of like the 24 hour volume, what oh. Ethereum is being traded at that day, 
um, you know, um, the markets, you know, the, the exchanges that Ethereum is being listed on. Like, there's nothing about, like, tracking your transaction. I don't think. Is there? Yeah, there's a site. Um, I can't remember what it is, but I know there's a site you can track your when you send money to from one wallet to another wallet. Yeah, I know for sure it's yeah. scan. I don't for sure it's Ether scan. Okay. Yeah, there's I don't for one. sure. No, I can't remember the name. There's other ones, but Ether scan is yeah, the most prominent. Yeah, there's a, there's a few that where you can find yeah. out what you sent. One of the main ones is Ether scan, though. Yeah. Um, I should have asked this question in the beginning, but I'll ask it now. Uh, what is blockchain in in whole? Like, because a lot of people say blockchain, or a lot of people say cryptocurrency, but I feel blockchain is the bigger beast of the two. So, what is blockchain? Justin's gonna have to take this one. I'm still figuring out myself. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So, um, okay. So, blockchain. Uh, blockchain. There's several different types of, of blockchains. There's hyperledger blockchains. There is open source blockchains. There's a whole bunch. But all it is, guys, is just a ledger of transactions. If you guys go on Google right now, uh, all blockchain is just a ledger of transactions, and it can be. Um, these transactions can be stored. On a, um, on a central, which is more so hyper, hyper ledger, and an open source is more so decentralized ledger of transactions. So on an open source, the people that make the, the decisions or the confirmations, let's just say, is the peers, it's the people. On the hyper ledger, more so something that's more centralized, it's more so the entity. So you do have centralized blockchains and you do have decentralized blockchains. But let's just say, blockchain in, 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 in retrospect is just a ledger of transactions um yeah that's kind of that's all blockchain really is that's actually okay. all it is quick question could you just give an example of a decentralized blockchain and a centralized blockchain uh, so I, think uh, I, I think i know but i just want to be sure a decentralized blockchain um uh and also proof of state network would be cardano which yeah, okay. uh, what, what, what uh which that one would allow you to um so um, when you where we say proof of stake the proof of stake allows you um allows you to identify and to be activated on that blockchain uh once you stake the actual cardano token um so that's why it's a proof of stake so how you get identified that you're actually using this this ledger of of, of uh, this ledger on cardano is the staking method uh for cardano so that that's one of the more um decentralized ledgers uh, that one's more of an open source. Uh, something that's more centralized. Uh, let's think of something like a Binance Smart Chain. Okay. And then because the entity, obviously, they're making decisions also. Yeah. Yeah. So Binance, Binance Smart Chain is a more so hyper ledger. Binance can edit it. In order for you to use Binance Smart Chain, their ledger, you actually need to do like, for let's say um, you need to, uh, you're launching an ICO. You want to be cross-chain integrated with, Binance Smart Chain, you would need to like do like a leasing agreement with them to use their Binance coin. So it's actually not that easy to use Binance Smart Chain. So yeah, um, they're more so a they're more so a uh, centralized uh, blockchain. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So a ledger of transactions is the overall definition of blockchain. So what advice would you, both of you guys, um, just uh, Andre, I'll let you start and then Justin take over. Uh, what advice would you give to someone as your do's and don'ts? Like you can do your top three do's and don'ts uh, when getting into the current space. Or don't, uh, don't fall more into the top 
Uh, so, uh, for example, Solana is hitting all-time highs right now. A lot of people will want to get in because they never got in before. But there will be a correction. It will drop back. Do your research. Um, and, you know, try not to fall more to the top of the coins. That's definitely a don't. A do is maybe find out about three or four coins that you might be interested in. Research them. Read the white paper, meaning what they do, their business behind it. And then slowly, uh, you know, invest what you're willing to lose. That'll be my one do and my one don't. Yeah, so I'm my list here. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> um, okay. My first don't. For many reasons. And those who want to argue with me, we will go and debate this till kingdom come, whoever wants. Well, I'm again, um, I'm actually going to drop my, uh, I'm actually going to drop my, my uh my instagram here for anybody who wants to dm me send me voice notes i'm always engaging with my network at all times i will uh always be answering people and and answering as transparently as i can as well with some proof and some uh some receipts that i got from being inside this industry for quite some time so i'm actually just going to drop my instagram right in there don't buy from centralized exchanges and I'm not going to give my reasoning just yet, but don't <laughs> buy from your Coinbase's. Stop buying from your finances. Stop buying from your Wealth Simples. Stop buying from your um, from your uh, you know your uh, uh, coin coin squares and different shit. Coin like like the only one is if like you're trying to liquidate money, but don't do it in excessive amounts because again, tax purposes is shake pay if you're going to use that to get money out because you need it do, go ahead by all means um but um don't buy from centralized exchanges um and 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 I'll, i have a whole bunch of reasons why going into the near future why they're going to come after people and they're going to come hard they're going to come hard like knocking at your door and it's going to be so wild but yeah um don't buy from centralized exchanges and for anybody that wants to debate, we can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Um, and um, then my second one would be, my do would be invest into, and invest um, mainly into DeFi projects, mainly. That would be my second do. And obviously with due, digital, uh, due diligence, obviously finding that mentor, um, different things like that, as, as we said before, um, DeFi projects are probably going to be your best bets in terms of this space um and that have the safest returns and will yield you know a long-term uh you know return uh and then uh, you have here the last the last one is stop putting all your money in bitcoin that's my last one my, my don't is like your bitcoin is crazy is good yeah but like, there's a whole lot of things about Bitcoin. But I, one of my one of my phrases here is, Bitcoin will not save you; it'll only rinse you. <laughs> That's actually one of my one of my, uh, my my statements here. Like, everyone's just banking on Bitcoin. Uh, I would just say, just just. No, I'm not saying don't invest in Bitcoin. It should you should have um your your portfolio should have a good percentage of that blue chip. We call it like a blue chip crypto. But don't have everything inside Bitcoin um because there's it's very volatile believe it or not there's a lot of market manipulation now um yeah. like just don't just look at bitcoin I mean, it's the most highlighted and that's because it's, it's the first one on scene 
was like, just don't only look at Bitcoin. Don't only look at Ethereum. And I, I, I would have private conversations with people about even the use case for, for Bitcoin. I ask people, what's the difference between Dogecoin and Bitcoin? I say, you let me know. I actually said this. Think about it, guys. I, I, you, Dean, you, you, give me, you give me a difference between Bitcoin and Dogecoin right now. Intrinsic, we're talking about, not just a form of currency. You let me know. Go ahead. And there's uh, no, <laughs> not much of difference. Not much of difference. There is. That. That's why um, there's not much it, difference. It, That's why I know that eventually the Ethereum will flip it in market cap because it's just inevitable it does too much and a lot of other coins too that's me but that's that's something so, else you know thank you andre and i also wanted to touch up on for the audience is why didn't the rothschilds that just literally came inside the market literally this year why did they buy bitcoin why did they only buy five to ten million dollars worth of ethereum not bitcoin the rothschilds we're talking about we're talking about the people that actually run the money the world yeah. about the <laughs> run the money we're talking yeah. about one of the families that are literally in control of like this whole matrix, this whole thing. Why didn't they buy Bitcoin? Yeah. And then you got to ask yourself, who actually traded Bitcoin? And people will say Satoshi Nakamoto, some Asian guy that, you know, whatever, whatever. But go search up what Satoshi means in J Japanese and then Nakamoto. And what is... And recently, why, it's crazy. Right? It's, it's, it's nuts. Recently, they're saying that that whole moniker, the Satoshi Nakamoto, is really like ten different companies as one. That's something else we can go into. Too. Yo, bro, <laughs> I even think we can go along the lines of the Central Intelligence Agency because, exactly, because why did the, why did the NSA, the National Securities Administra Administrator or um, Agency, in two thousand and four create the hashing function for Bitcoin? They created it. <laughs> so I'm not trying to get all conspiracy theory, but I just have a deep I talked to a lot of multi-billionaires in this space and like, cause we're obviously creating our own ICO right now. And we're, we're, we've been in, you know, what's a lot of blockchain events and shook hands with some really, really crazy people. Like, it's just like, uh, everyone kind of said the same thing. Like they just kind of just had, ask yourself these questions. What is the difference between, you know, everyone highlights Bitcoin, but like, uh, what's the difference between Bitcoin and your, your Dogecoin, right? What would actually be the difference? And then, um, you know who who's 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 the creators of it and why haven't they surfaced yeah, and, and yeah. if they did surface why are they not dead because you're actually going up against the whole system and anybody that has in in any type of any type of game and if you like if you're malcolm x if you were martin luther king if you were anybody of Bruh. great importance that went up against a, a system of corruption you either die why isn't this individual not dead if, Facts. like because it's no like you're actually you're, you're messing with the biggest the, you're, you're messing with this the, the biggest thing the that biggest conglomerate in the, yeah, in the world is money and power and control <laughs> yeah. and bitcoin has slid under the radar slid right into existence under their nose and it's still going and no one really is going. batting an yeah. eye and no so, one it's kind of weird <laughs> definitely right definitely right? so you. i wouldn't be surprised if um you know it's, it's owned by the 10 biggest corporations and they're just playing with us and um, they're just waiting until flips gold in market cap and gets even higher and higher and then they're just going to pull it because we can't. Trust me, thank you. And then once <laughs> everybody's money, Fed yep. coin. 
the one universal yeah. currency. Thank you. All right, Andre, thank you. That's why we had this podcast here because we actually have real thinkers on here giving the real That's information. It. Thank you. That's it. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. It's not. It's not too far fetched that all of this can happen. <laughs> yeah, Trust it's me. not too far fetched. I think it's actually probably even closer to the truth than a lie. Actually, it is. You know what? One person. One person that who is against all of humanity, and which we know this already, is Bill Gates. But then. If you remember back in 2017 or whatever, he actually made a comment saying Bitcoin will be the future currency. Anything that involves that man has to do with the destruction of humanity. I'm telling you right now. It's I'm true. telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Bro, beyond me, beyond me, I thought it was such a great product. It's something a little bit off topic. But if you actually look into the details of this Beyond Meat product, it's actually, it's so synthetic. It's actually, it's, it's terrible. And he's and Bill Gates is actually one of the main main investors inside of the Beyond. Beyond. Then you look at Starbucks, uh, Monsanto, which <laughs> Monsanto and Bill Gates have ownership of Starbucks. And I'm not going to talk about all the fructose and all the all of those things. The sucralose and all those things. That's all, in it. Yep. Oh my God! Inside the drinks, making people crazy, literally, like. Oh my God! There's so much I'm going into, but like people actually call me conspiracy theorists and shit, but. It's whatever. I think I think I'd rather be smart and educated than just uh just unaware. Then it's a minus drone that's following the status quo. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know? Yeah. So there's anything that involves that man, I just I just I just don't trust it in terms of uh, in bettering bettering humanity because he never had that agenda for anybody, to be honest. Um so he did say back in 2017 Bitcoin would be the future. And then you have his best friend saying <laughs> his best greedy friend. Warren Buffett saying Bitcoin will not be here. And then you have Charlie Munger. You have like this. It's just a whole play, bro. And I, I, play, I, yeah, I because you have a lot of them. And I bet you if you looked on, still to this day, Warren Buffett says he's not investing in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. He's invested <laughs> in Bitcoin. I don't care what anybody says. Privately, <laughs> secretly, somewhere, to another yeah. entity or whatever it might be. He is 100% invested in Bitcoin. 100%. Why would he not be? Every single 100%. major bank is slowly investing in something that they said they hate. So what's sure. happening? Like we're we're seeing this whole tide shift towards Bitcoin. Why? Like there's a there's a reason. We don't know it yet. We'll see. Time will tell. Correct. But and even JP Morgan only offering JP. the 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 this and uh this uh Bitcoin into their high net worth individuals. Crazy man. Let me show you. Let me, let wow. me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it, and we'll really talk about it. So my Instagram is inside of this um inside of this uh this chat here for yeah. you know so, to share that. Um, it's obviously recording. I appreciate you, you know, uh, you know. I'll just spell it out for them, Justin. Because it's going to also be audio as well. So just spell out your um, your Instagram handle. So it's I-T-Z, I-T-Z, J-U-S-T-I-N-K-Y-L-E. So it's it's Justin Kyle. It's I-T-Z, J-U-S-T-I-N-K-Y-L-E. Nice, nice, nice. So, nice. Yeah, today was a great conversation. Uh, I hope a lot of people got some info that they're looking for about NFTs and cryptocurrency. And just want to let everybody know this is the dope podcast where we display other people's experience, expertise, and enhance your knowledge. Don't forget to sign up to the Patreon group where we have exclusive access to the dope podcast. Um, so you'll get the episode before it launches, do's and don'ts, and discount on merch as well. Thank you, Justin, Kyle, for being here. Andre, for you also letting people know about your experience. And tune into the next episode where we're going to have another dope guest. See ya.
Thank you, guys. Take care, my friend.